in this cave by the reckless sea, we are met to call from out the past stories, dreams, and weird. Phantoms of a world gone by speak again the immortal tale, Jane Eyre. Dear Diary, March 1st, 1864. I left my aunt's house early this morning and arrived at Thornfield Manor at 5 o'clock this afternoon. The house is dark and gloomy and the winding path that leads to the house is shadowed by old trees. I like old trees usually, but these trees are gnarled and bent, like gnarled, bent old men. And the limbs which reached out over the path reminded me of long, bony fingers which were reaching out trying to choke me. My throat was dry and parched, and I experienced a new kind of fear as I walked up the path to the steps of the house. This was my first job of any kind. I've been hired as a governess and tenure over Della Rochester. Adela and her father, Edward Rochester, a widower, live alone at Thornfield with two servants. I walked up the stone steps and then nervously pulled the doorbell and waited, my valise in my right hand. The heavy door swung slowly open. Oh. Are you Jane Eyre? Why, yes. Yes, I am. Mr. Rochester told me to expect you. Won't you come in? Thank you. I'll show you to your room. I'm Mrs. Campbell, Mr. Rochester's housekeeper. How do you do, Mrs. Campbell? Glad to meet you. How are you? Follow me up these stairs. Of course, Mrs. Campbell. Mr. Rochester left word with me to see that you were made comfortable. At least as comfortable as anybody can be at Thornfield. I'm sure I'll manage very nicely. Will you? <laughs> That's what you think now, Miss Eyre. But wait. Wait till you've been here a while. We've had many governesses before you, but they never stay. No. Never. Well, why not? Why not? You'll see. This is your room right at the head of the stairs. Make yourself at home, my dear. Oh, and one thing. Dinner is served at six. Never later. Please be prompt. Dear Diary, September 1st, 1864. This is my sixth month in service. Looking back, I have no regrets. I spent many evenings talking to Edward Rochester. Unforgettably pleasant evenings. Happy evenings listening to the soft, pleasant murmur of his voice. But there's a shadow of some strange, remote misery that seemed to cling to the house. A shadow of something that I can't fathom. I never ask. I don't dare intrude my curiosity, idle curiosity, into a family secret. However, strange events took place this evening when Adela, my student, and I were sitting in the living room alone. There was a warm fire burning in the fireplace, and though it was well past Adela's usual study period, we were reviewing her geography. I think I remember the English seaboard towns. Well, just the eastern coast, dear. Now, you start with Timmouth. Timmouth, uh, South Shields, Sunderland, hmm. West Hartpool, Scarborough, um, uh... Yarmouth? Uh, Yarmouth, 
I never can remember Yarmouth. Oh, Adela, shame on you. Now think of all the people who live in Yarmouth whose feelings would be hurt. Would they? Well, they most certainly would. Just because I forgot her? <laughs> Yarmouth. Yarmouth, Lostaff, Hiswich, Harwich, and Margaret. How's that, Miss Lewis? That brilliantly executed young lady. Thanks. You're a very apt pupil. That's just about all I am. Mrs. Campbell says I'm a naughty, wicked, sinful child of the devil. Adela, when did she say all this to you? Yesterday. I was... Well, I was on the third floor. Well, you had no right to be on the third floor. Your father's given strict orders that no one is to go up there. No one but Mrs. Campbell. I don't see why children are so out of things grown-ups know about. But then he asked us so special anyway. I don't know, Adela. Daddy knows. Mrs. Campbell told me Daddy knows. Well, perhaps Mrs. Campbell says many things she doesn't mean. Do I indeed, Miss Do I indeed? I didn't know you'd taken to interpreting my mind as well as the child's mind. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sure I didn't mean any harm, Mrs. Campbell. Hmm. I'm sure you didn't. Time to go to bed, Adela. Nine o'clock. I don't want to go to bed yet. Now, yes, you do, young lady. You want to go to bed because I do. I'm sleepy. All right, off we go. Oh, Miss Eyre. Yes, Mrs. Campbell. Mr. Rochester asked me to tell you to drop into the study for a few seconds before you retire. He wants to see you. What about? I'm not in the habit of prying into Mr. Rochester's private affairs, Miss Eyre. Come along, Adela. Off to bed. Good night, Miss Eyre. Good night, dear. Pleasant dreams. I'll be up shortly and look in on you. Miss Eyre. We've been sitting here talking for well over an hour, Mr. Rochester. Just chattering aimlessly. I don't find you chattering, Miss Jane. You don't mind if I call you Jane? No, not at all. I find it stimulating. I've learned a lot about you, too. Born an orphan, brought up by a stupid maiden aunt. You love children. I never said my aunt was stupid, Mr. Rochester. Please call me Edward, Jane. Edward? No, as a matter of fact, you didn't. But I gathered as much. Let's see what else I found out. Well, you're a particularly nice person, and I love you very much. Did you say... Yes, I said I loved you. I love you, Jane. Edward, I... Does that frighten you? Yes. Yes, it does in a way. Why? Well, there's so much about you and the house that I don't understand. Trust me and try to believe in me. Edward... What's bothering you, Jane? Well, it's Adela. She's so frightened. She's frightened of the mystery in this house. There's no mystery in this house. Well, then why is the attic shut off that way? It saves fuel. Well, that's nonsense. The attic's heated. Let's say it saves fuel and let it go with that. Edward, last night I was awakened in the middle of the night by shuffling footsteps over my head. Like the footsteps of a lame animal. I lay in bed trembling for hours until the footsteps subsided. You had a nightmare, probably, Jane. Well, that wasn't the first time I heard those footsteps. Probably Mrs. Campbell rummaging up there. She has insomnia at times. Mrs. Campbell doesn't walk on all fours, Edward. Well, probably, uh, probably the wind. Adela heard it, too. Let's say it's the wind and forget it, shall we? Sorry. I shouldn't have started to talk about it, but you asked me to trust you. And you can't? You make it a little difficult, don't you? Jane. Jane, I... Yes, I guess I do. Where are you going? To bed. Early. I... 
I'm frightfully tired. No matter what happens, Jane, believe this one thing. I do love you. I love you more than I ever believed I could love anyone. Good night and sleep well. for return. Now, why would he say love me? What's the secret in this house? Okay. Oh, I wonder if it'll start yet. Oh, no, it probably is the way my imagination runs wild at night. Oh, no, my window of a moan like that. Not even a leaf on the tree outside my window stirs. Now, how can I even think it's the wind? What are you keeping from oh. There it is again. Just listen to it walking up and down and scratching the floor. What? An animal of some kind. A cage fidget. Just listen to it. Oh, what could that be? It's not the wind. It's not my imagination. I'm awake. And yet I... No, that's not that was Come along, I'll take you back to bed. But you would was up till I tell my daddy and he'd make it stop. I'll come dear back to bed. Wouldn't he make it stop, Miss Hill, wouldn't he? I'm so scared, so scared. Now hop into bed again, darling. And I'll stay right here next to you until you fall asleep. Never used to be like that, never. No. When did this start, Adela? Just in the last year or so. Of course, I was never allowed in the attic, never. They never could. They don't remember everything ever. Oh, When you go back to sleep, Adela, you sleep, darling. I'll pull the covers way up over you. Like this. Mm. There, darling. This door. This must be behind this door. As soon as this candle comes, well, just try this door. Yes. This is quite a long flight of stairs. Oh, there it is again. Well, I'll just walk up the stairs and look around. I'll just walk up and have to peek in the keyhole. I, I shouldn't really have our sake. What are you doing here, Gina? What are you doing here? Edward. Answer me. What are you doing on these stairs? Please don't look at me like that. Edward, I, I just can't stand with you. Oh, I can't stand with you. Stop sobbing. Someday I'll explain everything to you. Honestly, I will. Come along. I'll light a fire in the fireplace and have Mrs. Campbell bring us some hot tea. You're so thoughtful, Edward. You're so thoughtful. 
And be careful walking down the stairs. Please forgive me. Forgive you? For what? What I've done. Being so disloyal. Any woman would have done exactly what you've done. If only... If only what? If only I could tell you everything, Jane. Why can't you trust me, Edward? I can't trust anybody. Mrs. Campbell knows. Yes, Mrs. Campbell is the only one in the world who knows, Jane. Please, darling, trust me. Did your first wife know? No. No, she died without knowing. Oh, darling. Edward, is this secret the reason why Mrs. Campbell hates me so very much? She doesn't hate you, not really. She's worried about me, that's all. Here's the study. Come in and sit down. Jane. Yes, Edward. Being alone is... Well, it's not good for people, really. When two people are in love the way we're in love. Yes, Edward. Well, if the obstacles which prevent their getting married can be ignored, if, if they trust each other. I mean, really trust each other. Edward, what are you trying to say to me? That I... I love you, Jane. <sighs> can you... Well, could you possibly believe in me enough to... to be my wife? Your wife? Please, darling. Glad but I... Trust me. I've been fighting loving you ever since I arrived here, and I'm tired of fighting it. Edward, I'm tired of fighting something that's stronger than I am. You will, then? Yes, Edward Rochester. I'll be your wife. You rang for me, Mr. Rochester. Yes, Mrs. Campbell, I rang for you. Would you bring me a decanter of wine and three glasses? Three glasses, sir. Yes, Mrs. Campbell. I thought perhaps you'd be the first to congratulate the bride and bridegroom-to-be. Yes. Yes, I'd like to be the first. Congratulations, sir, and a long and happy married life. Come in. Good morning, Miss Eyre. Oh. Do you mind if I come in for a while? No, please do. I was just brushing my hands, Campbell. Do you seriously intend to go through with this marriage, Miss Eyre? Why, yes, Mrs. Campbell. Oh, you fool, you idiot. Really, Mrs. Campbell. Take my advice and pack your clothes as fast as you can pack them and leave this house. Well, I don't understand. Naturally, you don't understand. There are a lot of things you don't understand, Miss Eyre. I know there are. But I trust Mr. Rochester. Do you? Do you indeed? Yes, I do. And I don't like your attitude toward me at all. You don't. You don't like my attitude, eh? You've no idea what you're getting into. I came into this room with only one idea. One idea to warn you. And you, like a silly, sniveling schoolgirl instead of a grown woman, you don't like my attitude. Mrs. Campbell, if you admit that I'm a grown woman, then perhaps I'm old enough to make up my own mind. Perhaps you are. Frankly, I don't care what happens to you. A pretty face like yours has no meaning for me, even if it has trapped Edward Rochester. Trapped? Yes, trapped him. But I do care what happens to him. And I warn you right now, I'll do everything within my power to see that your marriage does not go through. There's nothing that you can do, Mrs. Campbell. Nothing. Isn't there? Well, a certain Mr. Mason could do a lot. You won't be married for four days. And I can do a lot in four days. 
September 5th, 1864. Tears. My tears splotched the page as I write to you, dear diary. Today was my wedding day. Guests arrived as planned at five o'clock this afternoon. The minister waited a hasty dildo over in the column. Edward and I walked hand in hand toward him. Then the wedding ceremony started. Dearly beloved, we are gathered together here in the sight of God and in the face of this company to join together this man and this woman in holy matrimony, which is an honorable estate instituted of God, signifying unto us if any man can show just cause why they may not be lawfully joined together, let him now speak, or else hereafter forever hold his feet. Wait a minute. I'll speak. What? I'll speak, although it should be obvious to others in this room that a marriage between Edward Rochester and anybody is completely illegal. Mason. Yes, it's me, Edward. How did you know? How did I know you were intending to get married? Ask your housekeeper. Mrs. Campbell? Yes, Mr. Rochester. I wrote a letter to Mr. Mason and had him come to Thornfield at once. And so I came. Just in time to watch this pretty little farce be enacted. Edward, what's he talking about? Yes, what's this all about? Why don't you tell them, Edward? Tell them the truth. I... I... What is it, Edward? I can't tell them, but I'll show them. I'll show everybody what you did to me, Mason. Come along, everyone. Where are you going, Edward? To the attic, Jane. Come along, all of you. And I'll show you what he's talking about. I'll show you why Mason can speak now and speak fairly. I'll show you what he means. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the famous secret attic of my home. Follow me right here to the left. Oh, no. Listen to that, everyone. Listen. Do you know what that is? Wait till I open the door and you can see for yourselves. You'll see a woman running around a room like a caged animal. Limping on all fours like a beast. With hair on her face and her arms. Hair like a... You'll see all of you. You'll see. Well, Bertha, how are you today? introduce my wife to you. This is my wife, Bertha Mason. My wife and his daughter. Mason's daughter. I was forced to marry her when I was a youngster. I never met this woman before I stood in front of the altar with her. You were given a good dowry at the time. Oh, yes. Yes, you provided an excellent dowry. And then, then when I drew my bride's veil off of her face, I saw this face. The face of a congenital idiot. But there was nothing I could do by the laws of the state and the church. You can't divorce an insane, a hopelessly insane woman. Edward, Edward, what have I done? Adele is not my child. She's a doctor. I need some interest in life. I needed someone to care for. And I thought Adele would be the answer to my loneliness. Until I met you, Jane. Oh, until I met you. Edward, Edward, my darling, what can I say to you? That you hate me and... I don't blame her. No. I don't hate you, Edward. No. And I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. And so, diary, so it was that I discovered the secret of the attic. The secret of the tragedy which clung to Thornfield. The guests left the house hurriedly. I went to my room and packed my clothes. Then I walked slowly downstairs, not saying goodbye to anyone, not even to Adela. 
I was confused and alone. The foot of the stairs, Mrs. Campbell stopped me. Miss Ayer, are you leaving? Yes, Mrs. Campbell. Please say goodbye to everybody for me. I had to do what I did, Miss Ayer, for his sake and for you. Yes, I understand. Please don't say any more. Yes, Miss Ayer. Take good care of Mrs. Campbell. I will, my dear. I will. Very good care of him. Goodbye, and good luck. She said goodbye. For quite a while, I stood outside the door trying to collect myself. Then I started to walk down the road, alone. Suddenly, I turned around and gazed back at Thornfield. The entire house was on fire. I dropped my suitcase, and I ran back as quickly as I could. Mrs. Campbell and Adela were standing outside the house. Mrs. Campbell called out to me. United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.